food and dessert. Good to see everyone out this evening. Our service tonight is going to uh, ask us to focus our minds really on the Word of God and some certain aspects of that. We'll consider the precious nature of God's Word, the powerful nature of the Word of God, the protective nature of the Word of God, and lastly, the purifying nature of the Word of God. As we take uh, a moment to consider that first um, thought, the precious nature of the Word of God, I would ask you to turn your Bibles to Psalm chapter 19. Psalm chapter 19, and specifically in verse 7. And in these words you'll recognize um, quite easily that there are many, several hymns that I'm aware of that are written um, with the words of this psalm. Verse 7 through 11, the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making the wise, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them your servant is warned, and in keeping them there is great reward. Let's pray together. Our Father in heaven, we are thankful for the time to gather here this evening with our brothers and sisters in light, precious faith, and, and those who may be visiting with us this evening, Father. We're thankful for uh, your desires and great love for us, that we would come together to have fellowship with one another, to sing praises, to worship you, Father, to pray together, to hear messages from your word. Father, there are many things in our lives that we all probably consider to be precious. But as we read the passage we've read tonight, we recognize that truly one of the very most precious things that we have in our lives, Father, is your word. Father, it is through your word that we learn of you, we learn of your son, we learn of all the great things you have designed for us and in mind for us. We learn about how to walk in our lives in ways that are best for us, Father, in ways that make you happy, in ways that praise and glorify you, Father. And Father, we pray that you would help us to understand more and more how precious this word is, the power that is contained within it, the power that it has, because it's from you, Father, to change our very lives. We're so thankful for this precious word. We pray, Father, that you'd help us to spend more time in this word, to have it become more and more a part of who we are, and in so doing, grow closer to you. Father, we thank you most of all for your son, Jesus Christ, who is portrayed so clearly to us in this word. We're thankful for what he's done for us. 
We're so encouraged and grateful that he's there with you in heaven now, waiting for us to follow him there. And it's in his holy and righteous name we pray. Amen. Turn with me, if you will, in your Bibles to Psalm, the 33rd chapter. Psalm chapter 33. We'll be reading there in a minute from verses 6 through 9, the 33rd chapter. Are any of you like me and like to uh, watch a thunderstorm? Renee says, yeah. Jean says, yeah. I, uh, if, if I'm safe, I mean, I don't want to be out in it, but if I'm safe, uh, there's something about watching the power of a storm. Last August, we were in Florida, and uh, we had this condo, and it was on the 10th floor. Lightning and thunder, the, the lightning looks different out over the ocean. I can't tell you exactly why, maybe because there's, there's nothing out there, you know, to, to hinder it or to block it. The thunder is about twice as loud, or it seemed that way anyway. Um, and it was about 2 o'clock in the morning, and it started to storm, and kids were asleep. Kelly was asleep. And I don't know why, but I, I woke up, and I went out and sat on the balcony out there and just watched. And I couldn't help but think about the awesome power of our God. He spoke the world into existence. We'll read in a minute that from his breath the world the world was. And yet that very same God who is all-powerful sought us, is seeking us, gave the crown jewel of heaven, Jesus Christ, for us. Wow. Psalm 33 Verses 6 through 9. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. He gathers the waters of the sea together as a heap. He lays up the deep in storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spoke, and it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. Let's go to God in prayer. Dear Father God, we, uh, we come before you. Father, humbly, because, Father, we realize who you are. I ask, Father, that you would help us to realize that on a daily basis. Help us to realize, Father, whom it is that we serve. We thank you, Father, for your power and your might. We thank you, Father, that uh, you are unchanging. And we know, Father, that we can depend upon you. Father, we thank you for the powerful nature of your word. 
Help us, Father, to realize the power that is within the pages of your book. We know, Father, that within Scripture is the power to change men's hearts and then, Father, to change their lives. We know, Father, that in your book are stories of heroes of faith, stories, Father, that uh, we can learn from, from those who made mistakes, from those who turned back to you and from those who did not. We realize, Father, that uh, there have been many, many attempts to destroy your word. The pages of history, Father, are replete with attempts to destroy your word, but yet we know, Father, that it has remained. We know, Father, that it will remain. We thank you that we have, we have the word, Father, that we can go to, that we can read and we can depend upon. Help us, Father, to abide in it and thereby abide in you. Help us, Father, to really, really realize the power that is within it. And may we avail ourselves of that power. These things we ask in the name of Jesus. Amen. I'll be reading from Psalms chapter 1, verses 1 through 6. And here we're looking for the protective nature of God. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Shall we go to God in prayer? Gracious Lord and loving Father in heaven, we are indeed thankful for the many blessings you bestowed upon us. We come before you at this time, Lord, praying that you will help us to grow in our desire to search your word daily, that we might gain the knowledge from it, a better understanding of how your word uh, gives us uh, the uh, comfort of the, the protection that you provide for us, that uh, we might uh, search your word and uh, find out the, the strength that you can give us, help us to overcome the things that uh, beset us, things that trouble us, and know that you will give us the strength to get through troublesome times. Let us, Lord, not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Help us to grow in our delight for your law. Help us to meditate on it day and night. We pray, Lord, that uh, you will continue to uh, help us grow in our desire and always uh, protect us as, as your word promises. And we know, Lord, that through your Son we are saved and, and our hope uh, is with thee uh, in heaven forever. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
In a moment, I'm going to be reading from the 23rd Psalm. Most of us probably have committed this psalm to memory at uh, an early point in our life, and so you may not even need to turn to it to be able to recall the words of the 23rd Psalm, but uh, this aspect of our prayer session this evening is about the purifying uh, power and nature of the Word of God. If you've ever gotten a stain on a, uh, an expensive garment or a certain piece of clothing that you uh, like to wear, you know how annoying that can be and how difficult it can be to get a stain out of um, a piece of cloth. God used that analogy as he spoke to his prophet long ago to tell Israel that even though their sin stains were like blood on a piece of cloth, that's a, that's a hard stain to get out, typically. But God said, I can purify that and make it white as snow. That's the purifying nature of, of the word of God. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Let's pray together. Father, at this time, we pray that we may be able to see how your word can purify us of the sin that so easily besets us. Father, we thank you so much for that word and for the many passages, the many truths that it teaches us. And Father, we know that at times in our life when things are difficult, when we are brought low by trials and by temptations and by sin, that your word is there to prick us and remind us that sin is missing the mark that you've set, but also reassuring us that you are greater than our sins and that you can purify us of all uncleanness in our life. Father, help us to visualize how ugly the stain of sin is in our lives. And Father, help us to realize that you sent your perfect Son, Jesus Christ, to this earth to be that pure and perfect sacrifice 
and that only through his blood can the ugliness of sin be washed away. Father, we stand in awe of your love for us and your desire to see all of us saved from our sins. We stand in awe of the love that Christ showed as he went to the cross and gave his blood, not for his own sins, but for ours. We thank you for that plan of salvation, Father, that you formed even before mankind had first sinned, knowing that man would sin. And so from the foundation of the world, you saw that it would take that perfect sacrifice of your son to be able to purify our sins. And you gave us your word to show us what you had done and what he has done and how you want us to avail ourselves of that purifying blood. Father, give us a greater sense of appreciation <clears throat> for what you've done. Give us a greater thankfulness for what Christ has done. Help us to always use your word to remind us that we can stand pure and clean in your sight through the blood of Jesus Christ. And it's through his name that we do pray. Amen. I feel very privileged to be here tonight and be able to speak and to be with you and to worship with you. I'd like for us just to take a moment. Um, it's good to see Mr. Gamp back with us, too. I know sometimes he's in, uh, down in Fort Hill area. Um, but I, I'd like to just take a moment. Uh, let's look at um, Psalms 19, first of all, just for, for a moment. I know sometimes I forget how precious the Word of God is. I forget how precious the body of Christ is. I, I forget how precious the elders that I serve with. Uh, um, they have helped me so many times and I appreciate them and love them so very much. I appreciate the congregation here, the members, because you have helped me and I pray that I can serve you in an appropriate manner to the best of my humble abilities. But I'd like for us to take a moment to look at and, and to remind us concerning the precious nature of the word. I'd like for us to look at all four points, the, the pre precious nature, the powerful nature, uh, um, the protective nature, the purifying nature, all of them blend together. All of them make us who we are as Christians, as brothers and sisters in Christ. But I'd like for us just to look at it. Um, we used to sing this as a song in Psalms 19. And I want to just try to see if we can do one verse. Um, and if we can, fine. If we can't, we'll just... And with one verse. Um, verse 10 will be the chorus. Verse 7 will be the first verse. And so we're just going to start by singing verse 7 followed by verse 10. And, and I think the tune is fairly easy. Some of you already know it. And then some of you, it, it, it's a good song to learn. It was a song that has benefited me over the years. So we'll just try one verse and see how it goes. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, the much fine gold. 
sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Okay, I thought there was more people that knew it than that. But, uh, but nonetheless, it was, it's a song that I remember that we used to sing a lot in our youth group. And it's a song that I remember over the years. And sometimes, I'll, you know, maybe you do the same thing. You think of a song, maybe you're down. There's times I'm down and I like to sing. I'll have a song that comes to my mind. I'm not as near as bad as my brother, uh, twin brother. He, he would always break out in songs. But I do it on occasion, and it was something that would help me. Uh, it would uh, bring up my spirit. This is one song that has always uh, come to my mind uh, when I'm, um, you know, whether I'm down or whether I'm up. Uh, I, you know, you try to stay even keel. Um, you try to live your life uh, the best you can. But I like that uh, verse 10, more to be desired are they than gold, yea, the much fine gold. Do you forget sometimes how precious the word of God is. That's one of the things that the elders have been trying to encourage the congregation to do this year is to read your Bible on a regular basis. And it's something that we sometimes struggle with and sometimes we forget how important the word of God is. And it's to be desired more than gold, yea, the much fine gold. And maybe sometime in your life you began to think and your focus is differently. Maybe your focus sometimes one point or another in your life has been here on, on the earth. And you think, well, I, there's this car that I have to have. You know, and you can go through, you know, what it might be, what, what the kind of car that you just have to have. Maybe it's a BMW or, or, or a Lexus or, or a Ford Taurus, I don't know. Um, but it would be different for, for one person or another. Or, or I've done appraisals and I can remember going to someone's house. They had a super fine house. They got the house they wanted, but they had no furniture because they couldn't afford the furniture. But they got the house that they thought they had to have. And, and so there are people, you know, that feel like that there are certain things that they have to have. And yet, sometimes we have something that is so precious, and we forget how precious it is. What does Jesus say in the gospel, with the, the, the one uh, parable that he uses about the kingdom of heaven, how valuable it is? The kingdom is of heaven is like a man who found a treasure in a field. He understands the value of that treasure. So because he understands the value of the treasure, he goes and he sells all that he has. Why? So he can have that treasure. He understands the value of that land with that treasure upon it. If he can own that land, he can own that treasure. Do you understand? Do you realize what we have? We have the opportunity uh, uh, um, to understand the precious nature of the word of God. It's to be valued more than gold, yea, the much fine gold. It's to be valued far above any physical belongings that we can have here upon the face of the earth. We can't take it with us. What does James talk about as far as this life is concerned? It's here and then it vanishes. It's here and then it's gone. You know, some of us who are a little bit older can remember that when we were like some of the teenagers over here, we can probably even remember uh, way far back, you know, it gets more difficult. But when we were in elementary and, and um, pre-elementary, middle school and high school, I have fond memories, great memories. I enjoy going on Facebook from time to time just to see some of the persons that I went to school with and, and how their lives have been transforming over the years. It's, it's enjoyable to, to reminisce back in the time, back in the day. But time goes by quickly. Time goes back by fast. 
And um, I don't want to say how old I am. I know I don't look near as old as I am. Um, <laughs> but nonetheless, I do realize, I do understand how fast life goes by. The powerful nature of the Word of God. I, I appreciate uh, the readings by all the men. I appreciate um, Psalms chapter 33 and, and verse 6 and following. You know, it, it talks about by the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. I enjoy looking at the book of Genesis. I enjoy going there, there and reading the account because I serve, we serve an almighty, powerful God in heaven. And it's so awesome to be able to serve and to give him worship that is due him because of his great power. What a beautiful God. Romans chapter 5 and verse 8, while we are yet sinners, Christ died for us. Nelson talked about, you know, blood stain. Almost impossible to get out. The, the, the sin stain that's in our hearts and lives is impossible to get out. The only way that we can get rid of that sin stain in our lives is for the Son of God to come to this earth to humble Himself and to become man. And to humble himself, as Philippians talks about, even to the point of death. And that's what Christ did. He humbled himself even to the point of death. That's the drawing, powerful nature of the word of God. It draws all men to him. Why? Because of his great love that has been demonstrated that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Powerful word. Saul says it's powerful. Saul became the Apostle Paul. Paul said, I am the chief of all sinners. And we look in the book of Acts in the first nine chapters. Saul was a terrible person. He says he's a terrible person. He dragged men and women off to prison. He consented. He held the garments of Stephen. He consented to the deaths of many other Christians in the first century. And yet the word of God was powerful. It transformed Saul and to the apostle, great apostle Paul. The powerful nature of the word of God can transform my life. That's why I like the next part. It kind of blends in the protective nature of the word of God. You know, when we go to work, you know, there's a lot of safety requirements. One of the safety requirements that we have to do is wear uh, safety glasses. Another one is, uh, is we have to wear still toe shoes. They don't say, well, today you might drop something. So today I want you to wear still toe shoes. They want you to wear steel toe shoes every day that you go to work in case something is accidentally dropped. I don't read the Bible just occasionally in case something might happen, in case sin might come into my life and, oh, oh by the way, how am I going to avoid that? How am I going to protect myself from that? I am constantly meditating, as the scriptures talked about that we read earlier, I'm meditating upon the Word of God. I let the Word of God transform me continually. It transformed my thoughts. It transformed my lives. What happens if I allow the world to transform my thoughts? What happens if I allow the television to transform my life and to tell me what's okay and what's not okay? God's standard is perfect. I can look at God's standard and I can know how to live my life. God created me. He knows what's best for me. I can look at the standard of man and I know what is not best for me. You know, we read earlier that the Bible, the Word of God makes wise the simple. And I tell you tonight that I am very simple-minded, but I can be very wise and prudent because of the Word of God. Not by my own doing, but because of what God has given me. 
So we have the protective nature, the word of God. The, the, we can look at so many scriptures, and I know time is getting away. Second so, Timothy three sixteen. All scripture is, is is inspired of God. It's God breathed. It comes from Him. He is the source, and we have that opportunity to read it, to allow it to protect us. And we can look at sin and how sin enters one's life. And we can look at it, you know, it, it begins with a thought, it, it begins with an action, it begins with a habit, it, it becomes an addiction. And I know Anthony has been talking about addiction. Addiction happens because of many various reasons. It happens because of curiosity, it happens because of fantasy, it happens, uh, um, it can happen because of, of so many visual uh, things that we allow ourselves in the wrong place at the wrong time. It can happen for so many different reasons. It can happen for sheer, sheer pleasure, for the pride of life. Um, and we can go to the book of Genesis and look at different reasons why sin enters one's life. But the Word of God helps us to focus upon spiritual things, to think upon heavenly things, to, to, to forget about the world, but to think upon spiritual, to think about my brothers and sisters in Christ. I love we could talk all day about the protective nature, the purifying nature, and we're going to conclude with the purifying nature of the Word of God. It purifies. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Why? Sometimes it's difficult to follow the Word of God. You know, I like the song that was led this morning, My Stubborn Will Last Has Yielded. That's one of my favorite songs that Keith Ward led us this morning. My stubborn will at last have yielded. Have yielded to what? Has yielded to the will of God. Has yielded to the word of God. The purifying nature of the word of God. Unless I yield to the word of God, I cannot be purified. I love the passage in Romans chapter 8 and verse 1 where it says, Therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus and it is clarified there for those who are in Christ Jesus. When you look in the Old Testament, you see the city of refuge was designed for those who accidentally killed someone else. And so they would flee. If it was an accident, they would flee to the city of refuge and there they would find protection. They were safe. It was a safe place. And the body of Christ is a safe place. You know, uh, Matthew 10, 28 talks about do not fear man who can arm the body but fear God who can harm both the body and the soul. If I think spiritually, if I have the mind of Christ, if I have a servitude type of attitude, if I am in Christ, if I am baptized, buried in Christ, I'm a Christian. I'm a member of the body of Christ. I'm under his protective care. That's comforting to be under the protective care of Christ. If you're here this evening, you're subject to the invitation in any way, we encourage you to come. If you're not a member, we encourage you to become a part of the protective body of Christ. If you are a member and you have become unfaithful for some reason or another and you would like the prayers of the church, we would love to sit and pray with you. If you're subject for any reason, please come as we stand and as we sing.